1: Hey everyone, welcome to Roundball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Monday, November 22nd, and that means we are here with some fantasy takeaways slash to clean up the mess from this past weekend of NBA games. We'll hit some injury news, both good and bad, a very notable coaching change, some waiver wire leftovers, and more on this episode as I'm joined by the proprietor of Doc's Baseball Card Shop and Golden Tea Parlor, Steve Alexander. Steve, how are you?
2: I am good, man. I had a, I've had a fun weekend. Lots of, lots of winnings going on around here. Five dollar, five dollar Friday, as you might recall, is a thing. Hit it big there. How could I forget? Couple, couple big keno wins, Thursday and Friday.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah. And, and, uh, or do we have a ribbon cutting date set for Doc's baseball card shop?
2: No, all quiet, all quiet on the dock front right now. The, we've got the building, got a plan, but okay. I don't know when it's actually going down. I think I'm, I'm going to be here. I think I'm going to be here for a while.
1: We're kind of in that phase of, all right, the deal is closed. Now we go kind of behind the scenes and make plans. And this we won't hear anything for a while until kind of the grand unveiling, maybe like a big kind of media launch of the plans possibly.
2: Well, I was talking to one of my friends about it. And she was like, well, that all sounds great, but how are you all going to make any money? <laughs> I mean, it's literally just like a... Like a like a base, a professional baseball team locker room. Clubhouse. That's that's the feel we're going for, Matt.
1: You're like, uh, I'm sorry, I think you misunderstand the intention of this. We're not trying to make money here. This is this is not a money making business. This is a hangout, my friend. It's just a hangout. That's yeah. all it is. All right. Just a quick programming note, we do not have a Thursday episode this week for the holiday. We will have a waiver wire episode for you on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, as usual. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday episodes for this holiday week. And Steve, as we get into our Monday episode, there are a lot of places we could start. But I think we start in Denver, where the news is rather bleak on the injury front. Steve is shaking his head for anyone, just looking out out the window, shaking his head. Not only has Nikola Jokic been sidelined lately with the wrist issue, but... Michael Porter Jr., this is according to Mike Singer of the Denver Post. He reports that Porter Jr. is dealing with a nerve issue in his back that could end his season, Steve.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My friend Andy and I draft his team together via text every year. And at the very end, or at the, some point in that draft, he said, Michael Porter Jr. is sitting there. I assume you want me to take him. And I was like, yeah, you have to take him. Get him. There's no problem here. And then after his draft was over, he's like, "Are you sure I'm good with Michael Porter Jr?" Like he had all these all these like weird concerns about Michael Porter Jr. I think he had him the year before and felt like he got burned by him. I was like, "Dude, you're fine. Like nothing can go wrong here."
1: Did you First of all, is this Manchester Orchestra Andy? Manchester Andy?
2: You dropped that name, not me. Yes, that is Manchester, Manchester. Andy.
1: Now, did you say Michael Porter Jr. was there? There was was there at the end of the draft?
2: No, no, no. But he was there in like, oh, a, okay. Like it's, I think it's an eight man league that he's in. So, so like he was there like okay. maybe in the third okay. round.
1: Okay, got it. And he was got like, it.
2: should I, should I do it? And I'm like, yes, do it. And he's like, but he burned me last year, and I don't want him to burn me this year. Like he had, he had major reservations. Oh, and I was like, no, bro, it's tough. all, it's all good. It's gonna be fine. Everything's fine.
1: That's the worst that you spoke that confidently and it and it backfired. Do you think he's still going to talk to you?
2: Yeah, yeah, he still talks to me. But I actually, actually, after this news, he he might not. This that might end. It might break (laughs) us up.
1: Well, as as for the fantasy fallout, I mean, just looking at the the Yahoo season long rankings, because I mean, Porter Junior has been out for a while. It's not like he's just leaving the court, and we're now going to figure out what happens. I mean, I think we already kind of know. I mean, it's. It's Nikola Jokic, once healthy, near the top of the fantasy leaderboard. Will Barton is having a really good bounce-back year and and only sees more usage with MPJ out. So in some ways, he, I think, is the big winner. He's in the top, inside the top 70, so as long as he stays healthy, you're feeling really good about Barton, I think. And then you have, I think this elevates Aaron Gordon into kind of a lower end, you know... He's 124th according to Yahoo's season-long rankings so far. So, like, he's playable. I think that's kind of the other upshot of this whole thing. Steve, is there anything else for you?
2: (laughs) Aaron Gordon might be playable. Aaron Gordon is playable. Aaron Gordon is playable. I don't know. I would have thought without MPJ that Aaron Gordon would just be going off. Like, he'd be doing really well. But he's shaky. Will Barton's been really good. Like, I think if you're playing DFS and Will Barton sitting out there, like his price tag is right. He usually, he usually overachieves. Like he's, he's been really solid. So I think those are your big winners. And I think you're right. Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon is playable.
1: And I mean, look, Monte Morris is a a deeper league guy beyond that. I think he's going to frustrate you. Yeah. He's a streamer in shallower leagues and he's a, a deeper league hold, I think, but you know, He's kind of out hovering outside the top 150, just a low-end guy without a lot of upside on a game-to-game basis. So the other thing, I mean, look, we can talk. I think our most recent blurb mentions Jeff Green. Like, that's fine. You can, you can add and drop the Jeff Greens and P.J. Dozier's of the world, but I don't think you're really going to get any sustainable value out of any of those guys. So if you're kind of looking for someone off this Denver roster, you're probably not going to find it. Like, that guy's already probably rostered, I think.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's not like this is a new injury. There's nothing really changing on the fly. It's just, it's just the, those of us that are sitting on MPJ and and thinking that maybe at Christmas time we'll have him back. It's, it's starting to, starting to not look so good. So sorry, Andy.
1: I do have him in a couple of leagues that I really care about, including the NBC sports edge company league. We have IR spots, obviously. So, you I think if you have an IR spot and you can wait you just wait we're still waiting for that confirmation cuz we're still at the could end his season phase of this which is not a good place to be but I'm still waiting for the official word before I do, an, do do that final drop Steve Yeah it's not a good place to be we'll just we'll just go with that Meanwhile Luke Walton is out in Sacramento he was fired on Sunday Alvin Gentry takes over for now and As we tape this, it's Monday, midday. We haven't seen the Kings play yet under Alvin Gentry. That will happen late Monday night or happened late Monday night. Steve, what are your initial thoughts on what we could potentially see in the aftermath of this? Is there any one big thing you're looking for? Is it potentially like a big picture? I mean, I think when we were talking with Jonas like a couple weeks ago, I think it was Jonas who said, be interesting if Gentry took over that team because he's a very fantasy friendly coach. So what's your takeaway here?
3: You
2: know, I don't, I I think like most people, we don't really know what's going to happen. I think one of the, one of the things that could happen is maybe, maybe Marvin Bagley gets to play basketball again. (laughs) Yeah. The guy that was taken before, you know, Luca, Trey, doesn't even really play. He's he's played a couple of games because they're trying to showcase him and move him, but maybe Chimezi gets more run. Mm -hmm. I don't think it hurts anyone. Like I don't think De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Halliburton or Buddy Heald or, or Harry, Harry B. I don't think any of those guys are at risk because they have a new coach,
1: but no, I wouldn't think that at all. I mean, I will say this is actually for all the, the team's, you know, kind of struggles on the court. It's actually a great fantasy roster. You've got, Harrison Barnes, Tyrese Halliburton, and Rashawn Holmes are all in the top 50 of non-category leagues. Buddy Heald is inside the top 100. De'Aaron Fox, the guy who went before all of these guys, is outside the top 150. To me, that would be the the trade target in fantasy still. I mean, it's almost too obvious of a bylaw, I guess, in some ways. Now, you know, The guy who has De'Aaron Fox is probably excited that Alvin Gentry's coming in. So at, at some point, you're not fooling anyone. But I think, I think De'Aaron Fox can only go up from here, obviously. And it's interesting that you mention Marvin Bagley because, yeah, I guess in a deeper league, I might stash him. The trade rumors to Detroit are kind of interesting with some injuries in their front court. I don't have a whole lot of hope, and I haven't picked up Marvin Bagley anywhere personally.
2: Well, and I didn't mention his name as a plot or a, as a... I can't think of the word I'm trying to trying to say, Matt. I didn't do it. I don't know what word you're trying to I, I didn't do it to have people go pick up Marvin Bagley. Let's see. I it. see. It was not supposed to trigger someone to go pick up Marvin Bagley. I just think maybe he'll get to play. Even when Marvin Bagley was playing 30 minutes a night two years ago, you didn't really want Marvin Bagley on your team.
1: No. He, he flashed some, some upside, some promise as a rookie. I was excited about him after that season because – he had some impressive counting stats, but there have been some issues since then with this fantasy game and his real life game because I think he doesn't play defense and he can't hit free throws for fantasy. So there are problems here, even if he somehow landed in the right situation. And I mean, if we're talking about Detroit, that's not even the right like that's not even the right situation, Steve. It's not like Kelly O'Linick is out for the year. I mean, Isaiah Stewart, Kelly O'Linick, I mean the front court, I don't think we think El gonna be out that long. Anyways, and now I'm just too far in the weeds on this and overthinking it when it comes to Marvin Bagley. Anyways, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, remember when we were in Stanford, Connecticut, in the big fancy NBC Sports studio recording our draft show, and I I took Marvin Bagley confidently in the fourth round. I think that was like,
1: yeah, a couple of years ago. And it, does that are you ta- if you're talking about something that happened in like 2019 or 2018? The answer is no, I don't remember it. But thank you for. Thank you for bringing up that memory. I remember it. All right. So Cade Cunningham, Steve, is starting to seriously heat up for the aforementioned Detroit Pistons. He recorded a triple-double against the Lakers on Sunday, 13 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists with two steals. And, yes, he shot six for 21, but who cares? Okay, yeah, the the field goal percentage is an issue, I guess. (laughs) Six for 21, but still, his last four games, 18.3 points, 8.5 rebounds, 7 0.5 assists. Also 2.3 steals, 0.8 blocks, and 2.5 threes. He's shooting below 40% during that stretch, but not a ton of turnovers, two and a half, and nearly 88 from the line. So really, aside from that field goal percentage, which I mentioned, kate Cunningham is looking phenomenal right now, Steve. And I think if anything, uh people were too low on him in drafts.
2: I agree. I have been rolling him in DFS lately. I had him in five dollar Friday, I had him on Sunday. I won both of those matches. And you're right. Like it's funny. Every time I look at a Cade Cunningham box score, I feel like the magic number of shots made is six. It's like six of eighteen, six of nineteen, six of twenty-one, six yeah. of twenty-two. It's always six. I think there's a six of I
1: think there's a six of twelve in there.
2: Yeah. It might have been a while ago. But yeah, but everything else, man, the counting stats are all there. He looks fantastic. It's really Weird to me that De'Aaron Fox is ranked so low because he's not, it's not like he's having a really like weird year where he's not doing anything. And then you've got Cade Cunningham, who's probably, where's he ranked? He's got to be top, he's got to be top 50 or 60, right?
1: Well, I mean, for the season, he is outside the top 100, but you know, he started slow. So it's a little deceptive.
2: Yeah. I mean, all I know is, Like, over the last two weeks, Cade Cunningham has been a reliable fantasy basketball player. Like, he's been fun. And good for Detroit, you know? And I I think you're right. I think, you know, he's outside of the top 100 right now, but he's just starting to figure things out. And he's going to probably end up in the top 75, somewhere between 75 and 50. So, I don't know if we were, if anyone was too low on him, really. I feel like he was going in the fifth or sixth round. Yeah of most drafts. So that's probably an appropriate place.
1: Here's an interesting one. This morning I, I woke up in one of my, in my hometown league, one of my hometown leagues, I went out and I offered Christian wood, who has honestly, Steve been pretty frustrating so far, bad free throw percentage. He's not blocking shots like he did before. I went out and I offered Christian wood for Kate Cunningham this morning. I like it. Interestingly. And the, 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 person the other manager texted me back and said man I would have accepted this in a second 2 weeks ago and he is still sitting there thinking about it. I'm starting to think he's going to decline it, which is interesting. Uh, on draft day, on draft day we were all drafting Christian Wood before Cade Cunningham and look where we are now.
2: Well, and it, I mean th- that's a good example of the timing of when you're trying to make a trade is everything because you know, if you waited if you had made that offer like after I feel like Christian Wood has had two monster games this year, and the rest of them have just sort of been blah. Uh-huh. If you offered him after one of those huge games, you know, like you guy said a couple uh, ten days ago, when Cade hadn't really blown up yet, that's a done deal. But.
1: Well, I mean, Christian Wood had a good game on Saturday: eighteen points, twelve rebounds, three assists, two blocks. We don't need to talk about his six turnovers in that game. It's not bad. I think the the Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham got harder to trade for, I can tell you, about four games ago when he had 25 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, two steals, and five threes. That was the moment that uh, that it got harder to trade for him. And by the way, that six for 12 game I mentioned was on Friday. So there you go. Oh, yeah, not bad. Yeah.
2: Good job, Cade. <laughs> okay. He's fun, though. I, I really like him. Yeah,
1: agree.
3: Want to make mom's day?
1: want to remind you to download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free NBA pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we're highlighting matchups between the Wizards and Pelicans, Bulls and Rockets, and Hawks and Spurs on Wednesday. So if you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it now. Quick hits, Steve, on a couple of injuries. We are also going to hit some waiver wire leftovers in a minute, but first, just some quick injury hits. We don't have to spend long on these. Luka Doncic, this is as of Monday, midday when we're recording and this is per Mark Medina of NBA.com. Jason Kidd saying on Sunday that Doncic would practice on Monday in hopes of playing on Tuesday against the Clippers. So check back on NBC Sports Edge for updates, but it's looking, Steve, like good news for those of us who have Luka on 82 different fantasy rosters.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and if I'm in a weekly league, I'm I'm plugging
1: him in there. It's time. Meanwhile, as of Sunday evening, the update was that Joel Embiid would remain on the inactive list for Monday's matchup with the Kings. So... I mean, we're really still in wait-and-see mode here, Steve, for something concrete. Not looking like, as of Monday afternoon, that he's going to play Monday. Looks like you'd say Andre Drummond is the play again, but he's actually been struggling, Steve, the last few games. 5.3 points, 5.3 rebounds, so... I did notice some foul trouble in those games. I don't know if you've noticed anything else from Drummond. I know you're rolling with him in DFS for a while.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, for for a few games there, he was impossible not to play, not to put in your lineup because he was just going crazy. And then all of a sudden, one day he it just stopped. And I don't think it's foul trouble. I think it's I think it's the conundrum that is Andre Drummond and has been Andre Drummond throughout his entire career. Like, We've seen how good this guy could be. And then we've seen how invisible he can be. And right now, he, you can't touch him like what once that hot streak stopped and he had that big, huge, fat goose egg dud of a game, I'm like, that's it. i'm I'm off the off the drum train
1: elsewhere. Good news out of Boston as of this taping, the Time Lord Robert Williams and Jalen Brown, both probable for Monday. again, check back if you're setting lineups. Don't set your lineup based on this because things can change between afternoon and tip off, but looking positive for both guys and, and great news for those who have been waiting for them to return. I don't know
2: why, but every time you say time Lord, great news for the time Lord. I, it, it just makes me laugh and smile. It's, I just love that nickname so much.
1: Quickly to some waiver wire leftovers. We talked about Jared Vanderbilt on Friday, Steve. Then he went out on Saturday, five points, 10 rebounds, three steals, two blocks which I would just call classic Jared Vanderbilt. He's still just 23% rostered. My only only caution here is I feel like we've seen this movie before. Other than that, I'm quite excited about a guy who can rebound and get steals and blocks like this. My only concern is that if you look back at last year's game log, you can definitely find stretches just like this, and then he'd disappear.
2: Matt, I don't think you could have said it any better than you just said it. You said classic Vando. And, I mean, really... <laughs> Classic, classic Vando. I think Vando is coming on. I think, I think it might finally be time for Vando to be worth rostering in fantasy leagues. We've been waiting
1: a long time. Do you have the number of games pulled up for the Minnesota basketball club in front of you? Oh man, I've really,
2: I've really been dropping the ball,
1: Steve. On that's games. really, it's legitimately really the, your it's job. Only, it's only,
2: it's the only reason I'm here. Uh, what it's do you want to know? I Wisconsin? got it. Minnesota? We're looking at
1: four, I think. I think we got four, three, four coming up for the uh, Timberwolves. If my, yeah,
0: absolutely if My correct. math is correct.
1: Okay. Hey, Steve, do your job. Come on. As Jonas said to you on Friday, do, do your job. Yeah, uh, also, also in Minnesota, Patrick Beverly. We talked about this guy on Friday, too, and I just want to tell you what he did on Saturday. Steve, 11 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 3 threes. That was in limited minutes because they – crushed i believe the grizzlies that game got really out of hand what was it like 138 was it 138 to 95 did i dream that <laughs> did that actually happen <laughs> hold on yeah stop let's just let's just stop for a moment i get, 138 to 95 wow anyways beverly's been really good lately four steals six blocks in his last three games as we sit down and talk here he's 28 percent rostered i i'll say again what i said on friday i think the wheels are going to fall off at some point for now in the short term i'm just going to keep uh keep starting beverly and see how far it goes
2: was that score against the clippers
1: that was the uh, against the grizzlies oh grizz the grizz went to minnesota and lost by 43
2: they went to minnesota and got their doors blown off yeah beverly man if you pick him at the right time he's good he's 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 going to put up those numbers like you put up that day, but he, he's just as likely to have four points and th- three rebounds and two assists. Like, I I just don't, I don't know if you can fully trust Beverly, but if he's in the starting lineup and he's guaranteed to get minutes that night, I, I have no issues playing him.
1: There's really only one dud in the last stretch of games here from Beverly. He's been pretty reliable. and And so just as soon as, well, as soon as I say that, obviously he's going to fall apart. But I don't know. I, I think I think we might have a little a little while longer left here with this Beverly run. And I, I mentioned those numbers. That was all in twenty two minutes. The eleven points, five rebounds, four assists, defensive stats, threes. So I'm enjoying the Beverly experience right now.
2: He plays hard. He hustles.
1: He does. You sounded like a like a coach there who had to say something nice about your player, but you didn't really want to, you know, like the the media asked you a different question. You're like, he plays hard, he hustles, he shows up. And then you just keep answering the question the same way.
2: He gives 110, man.
1: <laughs> We're probably approaching the last call on Kayvon Herder. He has 19 and 17 points his last two games, a total of nine three-pointers. Steve, in his last seven games, he has hit 19 out of 38 threes. He's 34% rostered in Yahoo. I don't think, I don't think there's much else to say.
2: Would you rather, Kevin, Kayvon Herder or <sighs> this is such,
1: This is such a hard one.
2: Because Cam's playing well too, right?
1: I know he had seventeen point six rebounds, three threes, and twenty seven minutes on Saturday. Is twenty eight percent rostered in my heart?
2: Ooh, so it's thirty four to tw- it's thirty four to twenty eight for the rostered
1: in my heart. You know the answer. Yeah, I, I I I love Cam Reddish I, in my heart. It, that's clear.
2: Dude, can I see it? Can I see
1: it behind you? I don't see it. We got a Bogdanovich and a Collins. I need to get the, the Reddish jersey back out here for a okay. for a spell. Yeah, but Red Velvet in, in fantasy leagues. I'm taking. I'm still. I'm still taking herder in fantasy leagues. he's starting right now herder uh reddish has a nice roll off the bench, but reddish is a little more erratic. You don't know exactly what reddish you're getting on any given night right now, and I think he's gonna be a little more hit or miss while Herder should be more consistent while DeAndre hunters out. That's where i'm at
2: reddish still still has the upside though I think
1: he does he does, but his minutes are pretty much capped. I don't know yeah, slight edge for me when it comes to Herder, but I'm all for adding Cam Reddish and he was going to be the next guy I mentioned, but we just covered him. And I'll say this, if you miss out on both of those Hawks and just have to have a hawk on your roster, you just you have to get a waiver wire Atlanta Hawks Steve. We're actually seeing Danilo Gallinari reemerge for the Hawks. He had on Saturday in the win over the Hornets 16 points, 6 rebounds, 2 dimes, 3 steals, 1 block, 2 triples in 32 minutes. Double digit points in 3 of his last 4 games and is only 10% rostered in Yahoo, Steve?
2: Well, I love Gallo. And I don't think I have him anywhere, even in my fourteen team. I think I had to let him go because he just wasn't doing anything. But this DeAndre Hunter injury has really impacted three Hawks. And it's Gallo, Cam Reddish, and Kayvon Herter. Those, those three guys are all benefiting. The order I'm picking them up in is Cam, then Kevin Herter, then Gallinari. The order for you is probably... Herter, Cam, Galinari. But he's worth a look because no DeAndre Hunter.
1: It hurts. it hurts me to say it, but that is the order. It hurts me. It hurts me inside to say it. Last name I wanted to mention, Patty Mills has also been hot for the Nets. I think we talked about him on Friday too, but 20 plus points in three of his last four games. He's 34% rostered. So not likely available in shallower leagues. May not be that long of a run for Patty Mills, but there may be a little bit left.
2: Yeah. Patty Mills is, even when everybody was healthy, he had a couple huge games early in the year. He blew up in the Olympics. He's just feeling it right now. Like he's really confident. I think he's going to have a, he's going to run hot and cold a little bit, but I think he's going to have a very good year all the way through. So I think he goes from being a sort of a must have guy to a luxury guy to have.
1: And by the way, the update as of Sunday was that Joe Harris with that ankle injury was expected to be out Monday and Wednesday, already ruled out, we think, for those two games, the first two games for the Nets this week. So we know that Patty Mills should be relevant at least that long. And if Joe Harris is already being ruled out for those games, potentially he's going to miss some more time beyond that. So could be a nice week for Patty Mills. And Steve, I know you have the number of Nets games played right in front of you, ready to go.
2: Absolutely. They go three this week, three next week, four the week after.
1: Okay. I feel like we really made some progress there. You're, you're back. Your games played is back.
2: I mean, really, I, I don't even know why the the games played grid ever is not on my computer screen. Like, even when I'm not working,
1: you need, it's, it's all I really we care need about. to make you like a visor, right? And it has an extended arm that comes out from your forehead and it just holds, holds down a printout of the games played that's like on a little clip, you know what I mean? So it's in front of your face at all times. and But you can, it has an adjustable arm, so you can swing it around to the side of your head if you need to actually look at other stuff.
2: That sounds like a lot, Matt. We always talk, like <laughs> my wife and I run two trivia games. We play a lot of trivia, and we always joke that we're going to get the periodic table tattooed on our arm. So we always have access to all the elements at all times. I may just get the games played grid tattooed to my forearm, Matt. And we'd have to do it small, so I can. I have, need to leave room for a new one every year.
1: Yeah, you'll have the all. Yeah, year after year. I thought you were gonna say we play trivia, and we occasionally. I I always hope that someone's gonna ask a question. How many games did the Brooklyn Nets play in week seven of 2018?
2: Dude, that'd be a great final question. You know, with everything on the line. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty good.
1: It'd be amazing, and then you just look at your tattoo, and you're like, three.
2: Yeah, well, the goal is to give people a chance. Like we want people to have a chance to get to get it right. And if you're if you're talking to the games played master here, and I wouldn't even know the answer to that question, then I, I certainly couldn't ask it to a random Delano
1: resident. Right. Do you ever give the? You could go. Do you ever go multiple choice on those questions? Sometimes.
2: We we like we do a lot of uh, what year did this happen in, and
1: then name like five different. Okay, <laughs> so so what year? Did the Brooklyn Nets play <laughs> three games in Week Six of the NBA season? You could do it that way.
2: Actually, if we were gonna do that, man, I would pick a five-game week—an outlier.
1: Yeah, a five. Right. Like what is unique?
2: What is unique about the Memphis Grizzlies schedule? Uh, the week of January third, twenty twenty-two, they play five games. We've really gone off the rails here, man.
1: Oh man, that'd be, I, yeah, we have. I, and I do have time a... to go, Steve.
2: Any other? Any other? I do have an incredible thing that I'm going to share with you right now. I think you're really going to like it, Matt. It's Thanksgiving time, right? Oh, I can't wait. Thanksgiving's Thursday. This is the, Indeed. this is the 2020 yes. awkward family photos calendar, right? It's The best calendar that you put on your desk.
1: And okay, So these are just people, these are just random people you don't know. And these are their awkward family photos.
2: Well, normally. That's the case, but this is my son. <laughs> oh, and, and he's in the room. Come here, Soren. This is my son next to our Thanksgiving turkey when he was a when he was a young lad. How old were you there? Six months. And he's he's dangling off the edge of the counter. And he's he's <laughs> off school this week for Thanksgiving. He's here. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone.
1: That's amazing. Did you send that in?
2: You know, Casey my wife put it had it on Facebook and it was one of those things It didn't go viral, but people were sharing it over and over and over again. And we got a phone call from awkward family photos and they're like, we're trying to track down this, this child and the, in the original photo. We want to buy it. So yeah, it was in two calendars and a book. Oh, wow. With awkward family photos.
1: Wow. That yeah. it's, it's, that pretty,
2: is amazing. Pretty interesting. Just another, just another Alexander <laughs> random thing.
1: All right, that's a beaut. That was a beaut. I hope that my edition of the calendar is on the way. It hasn't arrived yet, but I assume it's headed this way soon. I
2: really, only got this one copy of each thing, man. I I, I dropped the ball there. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Holiday, are you holiday gifts? Are Steve. you staying home or are you rolling out?
1: Oh no, I'm here. I'm here in Atlanta. I'm here in Atlanta. Okay. All right.
2: Yep. I'm here in Delano. So.
1: All right, sounds good. You can just swing by and drop off the calendar then. Sounds good, Peter. We'll get that uh, cleaned up for you. <laughs> that is going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe and Apple Podcasts podcast on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a sec to rate and review us as well. We are here every Monday through Friday during the season, with the exception of this week. No Thursday episode for Thanksgiving, as I said. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday with your waiver wire pickups. Thanks to everyone for listening on the podcast and watching live with us. Steve, thank
0: you to you. I will talk to you soon.